there's a lot of things that are absolutely 100% true that just don't seem like they're possible. And there's a lot of things that are completely fake, but seem like they probably happened. Can you figure out which one is which? My name is Phil, and you're listening to The Lip. Hey everyone, it's Phil, and you're listening to The Lip again. This is one of my favorite types of episodes, fact or fiction. I enjoy making these episodes. I love them to death. Hopefully you like listening to them. Hopefully you take some time to try to discern whether I'm trying to pull your leg or if I'm actually being accurate as to what happened in these certain stories. I know I keep breaking all kinds of walls and rules while I'm doing my show. And here comes another one. Everybody knows by now that I do story episodes where I put out about three stories and I tell you exactly what happened throughout the time period. These factor fiction episodes kind of rob me of my story episodes just a little bit because some of the stuff that I put out as fiction, rather, excuse me, as fact, actually would make pretty good episodes in a story episode. I could elaborate a lot more on a lot of these. And yet again, the true statements that I'm about to make are no different. Without question, I could probably take 10 minutes to go over each and every one of these stories, but I'm not going to go through that. It's just simply about whether or not I'm telling you the truth or I made it up. I believe it was a few episodes ago in Factor Fiction. I actually, on the fly, just came up with a story right then, right there, as I was recording it. I thought that was fun. Hopefully, from my perspective, hopefully I fooled a few people with that one because that would make me feel like I'm absolutely a master storyteller. And this week, I had to do something a little different than I've been doing for the most recent couple months, I fell a little bit behind on my recording schedule, so this is one of the rare opportunities, and I'm actually recording a show for the week during that week. It's absolutely something that I don't mind, but based on work schedule and life and all that stuff that goes around, I try to give myself a few episodes ahead so that I can just sort of focus on the next thing. But this week, I got caught up, and... I didn't get a chance to record anything extra. In fact, this is literally the only show that I'm recording this week. And I'm glad that it's a fact or fiction because, like I said before, I love doing these. Um, Overall, I'll even make this um, a little bit more unique then, I guess. I'll I'll go through this this opening segment here a little bit differently than I would go through another opening segment. Because I'm recording this on Tuesday before it gets released... Um, let's see what's been going on for a minute. Well, we have football news from last week, the week that just passed. Um, as a 49er fan, I'm overjoyed because they've come from the pits of despair and have actually taken over first place in the NFC West. My boys are doing some good stuff. They look great. Now, here in my home city of Philadelphia, they look even better. Um, a couple weeks ago, I thought they were missing something when they were 3-0. and And then when they won their fourth game, it looked like they may have found that something. And then last week that just passed, they won their fifth game. So now I'm starting to wonder if this is actually a little bit more of a trend than an apparition. 
I mean, speaking of fact or fiction, huh, it, is it fact that they're really this good, or is it fiction that we're all just sort of looking at a smoke screen until they play somebody who's on their same quote-unquote level? We'll know in the coming weeks. In fact, I think this week coming up, they play the Cowboys. And the Cowboys are having a few issues of their own with their quarterback situation, but they're still 4-1, and one, which means that it's probably, to date, the uh, game that's going to have the two teams with the best records playing each other. And to add extra pressure to that one, anybody who doesn't know, the Cowboys and Eagles are in the same division. So this is not only a uh, battle for first place in both the entire NFC, but it's also in the division. So they both of these teams have a lot on the line for this game. Um, it's going to be really entertaining. It really is. Um, well... That's really the stuff that's been happening in this actual week of football. And I'm real happy. But now it's time to test your wits in fact or fiction. Main event is coming up. Get ready to enjoy. Ding, ding, ding. Main event time. Main event time. Fact or fiction. Which is it going to be? For those who may be new listeners, I'm going to tell you how this works. Um, ultimately, I'm going to tell you a story or give you a statement. And the statement is either something that 100% actually happened to me or it's something that I've literally made up and it's completely false. The question is whether or not what I'm telling you is fact or fiction. I'm going to give you all six of these stories slash statements, and then I'm going to give you a little bit of a break in between. My hopes are that during that break time, you'll take some opportunities to think about each story and discern whether or not you think they're actually a fact or if it's fiction. During this time, I hope to entertain you because I love this part. So we're going to, without any further ado, get started. The first of the stories. Ready for this one. Back in 1996, I lost my car keys in the movie theater when I went to go watch what is one of my favorite movies of all time, Independence Day. I was at the theater like any other day. I was just getting ready to see this movie that had been so hyped up all spring long going into summer. And here it is. I'm in the theater. I'm watching it. I'm loving every bit of it. I don't know anybody who has watched Independence Day who didn't like it. And here I am, right there with him, loving every second of it. Go to stand up and leave the theater. Put my hand in my pocket because I'm the kind of person who always likes to have my car keys in my hand. As I'm getting ready to go to the vehicle. And fortunately enough for me. I didn't get maybe to the end of the aisle. Maybe halfway to the aisle. When I discovered that my keys weren't actually in my pocket. So now I'm a little bit frantic. But I don't want to oversell it. As I would say in wrestling terms. So I start looking back down the aisle. Where I came from. To see if maybe I dropped them when I came in. Maybe I just misplaced them. 
somehow, some way, when I was eating popcorn back at the seat, and I looked around, I looked around, I looked around, and sure enough, I couldn't find them at all, anywhere. At this point, now I decided that maybe I should uh, take a little bit more of a fine-tooth comb and go through the entire theater to the areas that I've been to. So I walked back out to the out of the actual theater itself, looked around, around the concession stand, looked back in the bathroom, because I'm that person who always likes to go to the bathroom before a movie, just in case you have that crazy accident and you need to go. And any time that anybody ever has to go during a movie, as anybody well knows, it's during the best scene of the whole movie. I'm not going to let that happen. So I went back in the bathroom, I looked around, I looked around, I looked around, one of the attendants actually noticed me just walking around, sort of just looking for things and asked me what I was looking for. And I told him that, well, I was looking for my car keys, couldn't find them. Just so happens that he walked me up to the counter and he said, yeah, when I had to go clean the bathroom in between shows, he actually found them and he handed them to me. That's a really good thing that he did that. So my question to all of you is, was this not the end of the world or was it? Was it fact or was it fiction? Next. While working at Burger King, I dropped half a chocolate milkshake into the deep fryer and got fired after the making an enormous mess. As anybody knows, whenever you have hot oil, you don't want to drop anything water-based or liquid into that hot oil because immediately it's going to react negatively because water and liquid and oil just they just don't seem to mix at all and if it's hot oil you're going to create a huge problem now it just so happens that as i was going by drinking that milkshake that i probably shouldn't have been drinking anyway after dropping the fries i then dropped the milkshake splash major reaction between the oil and the milkshake and all of a sudden we're talking about 30 gallons of oil not just 30 gallons of oil 30 gallons of hot oil starts bubbling i turned off the oil as quickly as i could but of course that's not going to cool down this 360 degree oil so of course all this oil overflowed got all over the floor created a huge huge mess that expended the entire length of the service area for the food prep area. And it was absolutely unbelievable. Um, the manager took one look at me and pretty much, if there were two other people, they would he would have slapped me like oh, I was part of the Three Stooges. And I was unceremoniously escorted out of the building. Fortunately, at least they did give me my paycheck at the end of the day. So my question to all of you is, did I get cooked or is this actually a case of being served phony baloney? You let me know. Okay, next story. I'm going to go into a very, another food based one. I spent more than 10 years coming up with a recipe for, for apple pie filling. That's all I'm going to say. I spent 10 years, more than 10 years, coming up with an apple pie filling. Question is, for all of you, 
Am I feeding you a poison apple or am I telling you the truth? Next, as a wrestler in high school, my freshman year, I was a little brash and wasn't really having the best of seasons, but because I wasn't having the best of seasons, I just sort of lost my mind when I had a chance to wrestle somebody who was nowhere close to as good as I was. And so, in the middle of the match, I take the guy down. He's really, A, not strong enough to match power with me. B, not skilled enough to actually be able to, to, to be good enough of a technical wrestler to defeat me. And so, I have him on his back. Turns out that the referee is one that I had, um, that had refereed several of my matches in middle school as well as in a couple of them in high school. So me and the referee were had a familiarity. We knew each other. And so I had my opponent turned and I was had him right in the middle of the of the uh, of the of the mat. And his shoulders were almost on the mat. And I looked up at the ref and I asked the ref, Is he pinned yet, ref? Is he pinned yet? The ref just had the whistle in his mouth because he knew the kid was real close to getting pinned and he tried his hardest not to laugh. But he got a small chuckle out of there. But yet, my question to you is, was I really that kind of a dirtbag and sore winner? <laughs> or am I just making up a story just to show you that, well, hey, I'm a little better than I said I was. You decide. Next story. I blended cherry pits into my smoothie. Think about how horrible that was. Here I go making smoothies that I always enjoy, especially when I was really, really dialed in to my diet. I would only, after the gym, I would consume a fruit smoothie and most of the time I would use cherries as my base fruit and I would also use blueberries both of these fruits would be in there and they would be frozen because I don't like adding ice to my smoothies and I also don't like yogurt so the frozen fruit was sort of the stabilizer of my of my smoothie then I would add either grape juice or cranberry juice cranberry grape juice, something of that nature in order to give it the the whole base of, this, of the smoothie in general. Now my question is how horrible it was this one day because everybody knows if you've ever bought any type of frozen or canned cherries, there's always the disclaimer on those packages that says, caution, may contain pits. Now, most of the time I get away with it and there's nothing in there. Just solid, delicious cherry. They pitted them and everything worked out fine. This time, however, it did not go so well. I'm in the process of blending my smoothie and what do I hear? A little extra. <laughs> of course, I don't think very much of it because the fruit's frozen anyway and sometimes... Yeah, ice crystals inside the fruit, so I just ignored it. So I go to drink the smoothie, and I feel something really scratchy. And guess what it was? 
a pit. I ground up the cherry pit. Wasn't the most comfortable. Didn't feel very good. Was really hating my life afterwards. What do you think? Does this story go down easy? Or is it hard to swallow? Finally, my wife's friend had an eight-year-old daughter. Cute kid. A little older at the time. Well, because this is 2013, the kid is just a nice kid. Second grader, I believe, at the time. Yeah, I think she was one of the um, one of the older second graders in her class. And um, here it is, a nice summer day. Fourth of July, a kid is going into second grade. And what do we have? A nice little fireworks out in the backyard for her friend's house. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, me personally, I'm not the guy who's going to buy fireworks. Um, not out of fear, but more out of the thought process of what could possibly go wrong. And you see, this cute little kid came up with a possibility of what could go wrong that never came up to my mind. And I am super glad that it was my wife's friend and not us, because this is one of those things that I would never have imagined in a million years could possibly have gone wrong. Everybody expects, oh, fireworks, one goes off, somebody loses a finger, it shoots off, your house catches on fire. Those are the things that people consider as um, possibilities of things that could go wrong as far as fireworks. Now, going back to this cute little kid, she decided to do something that was, in my mind, uncharted. I, I never would have expected it. And I keep going back over this because it surprises me to no end. But it's what they say about kids. They do the darndest things. And here it comes. My wife's friend spent like $530 and some change on the fireworks. They were not messing around. They decided that they wanted to really have a nice little um, display for us privately. The friends were there at the barbecue. You know, they had little sparklers, but they also had plenty of rockets that went off. It was it was, it was going to be a great time. And then it happened. <sighs> I'm only taking my time because it feels bad for me to think about what this person went through. Like I said, spent $530 and change on these fireworks. But the daughter was really afraid of the banging and she got nervous when she saw the heat coming off from previous times that they had done this. So the daughter decided to get the hose, turn the hose on the pile of fireworks without my wife's friend knowing it until he went to go pick up one of the fireworks and it was moist. The kid hosed down $530 in change of fireworks because she didn't want to hear or see the explosions because she was afraid of them. Wow, that one 
And that makes me a little nervous to think that a kid would do that. I never thought about it before. I mean, but hey, that's just one of those things that could happen, apparently. Or did it? You tell me. Now, this is the point where I give you a little bit of dead air. And the dead air is on purpose. I want you to have a little bit of time to think about these stories and decide for yourself which ones were true or which ones were made up. Here it goes. Okay, I'm back. Hopefully, if that wasn't enough time, which it might not have been, you just hit pause and gave yourself as much time as you wanted. But now, I'm going to go into letting you know which was which. What was true? What was false? What was fact? What was fiction? And we begin at the very top. It's the first story. I lost my keys in a movie theater in 1996 while I was watching Independence Day. That one's false. And it's false for a number of reasons that I really, really, really hate to admit. And the biggest falsehood about this is not that I love Independence Day. I love that movie. I did my best over the course of somewhere around 15 years where every 4th of July I would watch that movie. It's really, truly one of my favorite movies. However, as disheartening as it may be, I must admit, I didn't get to see Independence Day in the theater. And it's one of the movies that I regret so harshly that I didn't see in a theater. But that goes to the truth of the statement. It's absolutely fiction because... I never got to see Independence Day in a theater, so how could I lose my keys? Story number two. While working at Burger King, I dropped a chocolate milkshake inside the deep fryer and created a huge mess and got myself fired. Well, let's face it. If I were to have gotten fired at Burger King, it would have been because I lied about the entire story. It never happened. No part of it. First and foremost, I never once worked at Burger King. Never did. Um, I did, in fact, work for McDonald's several years ago. But never have I ever worked at Burger King. So, from that point on, everything else in the story is complete fiction. Next. I took more than ten years to come up with a pie filling. Well, that's 100% fact. 100% fact. In fact, in 2013, I had finally decided that I had perfected it. And I put it inside of a pie shell for the first time ever. Um, I was working on this when my grandmother was alive. I would be over her house and I would make all types of different apple-based products to see if this filling was right. 
And it took me from probably 1999, actually even earlier than that, more like 1998, all the way up until 2013, before I was, A, completely comfortable with the design of my filling, and B, was able to make it on a consistent basis. Of course, I actually started selling those pies and some cookies that I would come up with from 2013 until maybe 2015. Um, And that brings me to something that I may do this year. Remember, this show is pretty much live this week. And I'm still contemplating whether or not I'm about to do two cookie runs and pie runs this year. If so, I will let you all know through the social media outlets that I use. If I decide to go into that, you'll all know. But without question, my apple pie filling took me 10 years or more to actually come up with. Next, I asked the ref if my opponent was pinned in the middle of a wrestling match. Don't think less of me. Please, don't think less of me. But that's 100% true. Again, this is a referee that I actually knew from 8th grade, and um, he refereed a lot of my matches then, both in tournaments and in regular season one-on-one matches. Um, But yeah, I was having a really bad year in my freshman year of wrestling. I ended up doing just a horrible record. I was only 2-9, and And the reason for that was me being stubborn about my weight class. I was always the guy who would rather have to eat and get bigger for the weight class as opposed to starve myself down and wrestle lighter. And truth be known, I engineered it so that I would be able to wrestle a weight class higher. Um, The two weight classes that were between me were 160 and 171. I wanted to wrestle 171 so I could literally eat all I wanted all the time. Of course, it had a negative impact on me. I would have been so much better suited had I wrestled at 160 because my general walking around weight after during my freshman year was about 158. Easily, 158. And I would pretty much gorge myself whenever I got the opportunity to see anything that resembled food so that when I actually had a wrestling match, I would hopefully come in somewhere around 162, 164, somewhere in that neighborhood, and my opponents every single time outweighed me by 7 pounds easy, sometimes 8. And I figured, hey, I'll be a little bit faster, I'll be able to move a little bit more, and I'll be better fed than all of my opponents. But the problem was, I was overfed. I ate too much garbage. It sort of counteracted all the work that I did. And a lot of times, I was a little sluggish. Not this match. I took this kid to task, and I did a number on him. He was beaten pretty much the second he got on the mat. Unfortunately, I was having such a bad year, and I was a jerk to him when I beat him. If you're out there, I don't know who you are. I can't even remember what school you went to, but all I could remember was pinning you and asking the ref if you were pinned. That was a really low-class move. I'll admit it. But I did it. That's a fact. Um, Next, I blended a cherry pit inside my smoothie. I'm not even going to hesitate to let you know that that's 100% true. 
I did, in fact, blend the cherry pit inside my smoothie and drank it. I don't know if you had listened to... I thought I told the story previously of where I had blended a rubber O-ring inside of my smoothie one time using a fake magic bullet, which I no longer use, and actually use a real one. Um, but truth be known... I haven't had the best experiences sometimes with these gadgets because I enjoy cherries. I like cherries. I think they're really, my, they're probably, they have to be my favorite fruit. There's no doubt about it. And so I'm going to put them in my smoothies. I mean, what are you going to do? Every once in a while, a cherry pit is going to be left inside a cherry. You just got to admit it. You just got to be okay with it. And you just got to roll with it. And that's all I can do. I can't say or do much more than that. Except for, well, I mean, every once in a while, I mean, even a really good baseball player is going to strike out, you know? Granted, you're, you don't want, you don't have, I mean, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Even Joe Montana and Tom Brady have thrown interceptions in a game. It, it just happens. So, all I can do is deal with it. Take it on the chin, move on, and move on. Finally, a nightmare amongst nightmares. My wife's friend's daughter decided to douse over $530 worth of fireworks with a hose because she was afraid of the explosions and didn't want to see anybody get hurt. Now... I can only imagine that of all the scenarios that could possibly go wrong when it comes to fireworks, like I said before in the, when I was telling this, I mean, the house catching on fire, the firework goes off too soon, you blow off part of your hand, you injure yourself. Heck, this is an explosive device. You could kill yourself with these. But I would never have conceived in any way that somebody would have just took a hose to an entire pile of fireworks, making them useless. That would be something that I wouldn't have foreseen. And I made it up. This is fact. That I made it up. The story is fiction. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Of course... It would be a horrible situation for somebody to spend $500 on anything and have it destroyed. But in this case, it didn't happen. And I'll have to be the first to admit, I would probably lose my mind even if I didn't pay for it. But somebody else paid that much money for something. And the next thing you know, it's destroyed by a kid who's just trying to be safety conscious. He, that's a situation that you can't even be mad at the kid. You just can't. You just can't. But fortunately, I've never experienced that situation. So that's a bridge that I've never had to cross and hopefully never will. Well, that was your fact or fiction. And this is the end of the main event. The bell is ringing now. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, it's the Spear of the Week time. Um... 
still not getting to my looser, more relaxed ones yet again, another serious one. Um, just want to put a focus on the crazy violence that's going on here in the city of Philadelphia and elsewhere. Specifically here in Philadelphia, the worst part about the violence that's been going on has to be the age of both the perpetrators and the victims. It seems like over the last several weeks of these senseless shootings that I've been hearing about on the news and elsewhere, it seems like both the victims, again, and the perpetrators, for a large part, have been teenagers. So we're talking about kids. Yeah, so kids are doing stuff like this. They're just, it's just over the top, needs to be stopped. Um, I It's just, I don't even know what to say about it. I don't, but I'm going to give my soapbox here about this violence being the thing that I would spear for the week. It's going to still be there, and it's going to be what I'm going to talk about for another week or two, this week and then the week after that, and then I'm going to go back to my more softer side, just getting out some of those weird things that happened over the week, but still going to keep it serious this week, and I believe next week as well, because come November, we're going to go back to actual Spears, um, once again, the spear of the week is the violence that's going on. Okay, let's shut her down. Let's get everything back in order and um, prepare to move on with the rest of our day. Um, another fun-filled Fact or Fiction episode. I believe this is the fourth time I've done this. And there'll be more. There will be more. Um, I believe I have myself scheduled to do, I don't have any more of them scheduled for this year. No, I do not. But next year, you'll see some more factor fiction again. Um, tell me what you think of them. You know where I'm at. It's been almost two years, about a year and a half now. I'm on Twitter, at PissedPhil, two L's. Um, Instagram, Philip Henderson, 5102. And of course, what I like to call the crown jewel of the show so far is our, and I do stress our, all the listeners and myself, it's our unique group, which is the Lip Facebook group. Um, I encourage all who listen to join the group. Um, got a few things that are going to be in the works, hopefully next year. We'll see how things move along. Things that I might want to do exclusively for the people who are in my group. So if you're not already a part of the Lip Facebook group, I encourage you to do so. Because, like I said, next year I have a few things that I want to do for the group. And they're going to be exclusively to the group. Join, join, join. Um, oh my goodness. I almost didn't even get myself prepared. You see, this is what I love about this show. This is why I like to ad-lib. This is why I never really edit anything. Because I want you to pretty much experience the raw show in both how it's being 
recorded and how it's actually being done. This would be the time that I would go into the words of wisdom. And of course, what I would consider uh, one of my favorite things to do on the entire show is the words of wisdom. And when I get an opportunity to start creating and selling some merchandise, I can see several of these words of wisdom printed up on t-shirts. And that's kind of what I want to do. But it just so happens that I didn't go into my bag where I have my placards that are set up with the words of wisdom for me to go into. So if you all wouldn't mind waiting just a couple seconds while I go and get the words of wisdom for this week. Hold on. I'll be right back. Let's see here. Let's see here. Let's see here. Let's see here. All right. We got a bunch of good ones. Um, got a bunch of good ones. I think this... No, 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 no. That could be for a better one. A different episode. Um, I think I did that one already, which is not good. Um, oh, you know what? No, 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 not that one. Uh, here we go. This is just a kind of good one. It's simplistic in its way, and I think these words are certainly going to improve your life if you listen to them. Because everybody knows someone out there who says they can cook and... You go and you eat their food and you feel like you want to go to the hospital. But then there's also those people who keep their mouths completely shut and they create what would be a symphony of flavor that can only be described as over-the-top, must have actually fallen out of the kitchen in heaven and dropped on the table by accident. But for those people who can't cook, This is something that you need to walk up to those people and tell them. You're such, you're so good in the kitchen. Your first step in making ice is turning on the oven. Again, for those people who can't cook, would you walk up to them and say, You're so good in the kitchen. Your first step in making ice is turning on the oven. And on that note, I'm going to leave you for the week. I'm going to let you know that I had a blast. And I'll talk to you next week. My name is Phil, and you've just listened to The Lip.